Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. Roy here with you on the big red bench on this Sunday evening. Some slight, slight technical difficulties there to get us going on the show. I've now had to run in between studios. I am completely out of breath. And that's the way you want to be doing a radio talk show, sports show thingy that we do here every Saturday and Sunday between six and seven. One deep breath. And I'm good. How are you all here until 7 o'clock tonight on the Big Red Bench? All the best in sport coming away right here on Cork's Red FM. Thanks to Kira for the last four hours and Green and Red up next of 7 to 10. All the best in Irish music coming your way right here on Cork's Red FM. We have six pairs of tickets to Cork City and Galway United to give away. Cork City's first home game of the season. How good was Friday night, by the way? Away to Bray Wanderers, 6-0. Three goals to Dylan McLeod. We heard from him yesterday fantastic start now Galway United comes to town this coming Friday in what should be an excellent game John Caulfield back in town and uh, it should be a good crowd as well especially after the uh, the 6-0 win so it's going to be a fantastic uh, night uh, for Cork City FC this coming Friday night if you want to be there all you have to do is text me your name um, and your number and uh, the answer to this very simple question I've literally just said it 30 seconds ago who scored a hat-trick for City against Bray Wanderers on Friday night? Who scored a hat-trick for City against Bray on Friday night? 0868104106, text or WhatsApp, and uh, we will get you uh, into the draw. We'll announce the winners at the end of the show for that competition. Six pairs of tickets to give away to Cork City and Galway United. Uh, coming up on the show tonight, we're going to be discussing uh, Cork's defeat to Derry saying the National Football League. Three games, no wins for Cork now. And that relegation uh, certainly looming large over the Rebels from Division 2. We'll talk to John McCarthy about that in just a little bit. So we're going to have reaction from the Cork ladies. They were beaten by Dublin last. Now we're going to hear from Shane Ronan and Melissa Duggan as well. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, some Sam Warriors fighters. Big fight not happening in Cork next Saturday night. Uh, the Rumble in the Rockies taking place uh, in Blackrock uh, Hurling and Hurling Club uh, next Saturday. Uh, so that's going to be a fantastic night. So we had uh, a good couple of those fighters in earlier on today and we'll have plenty more besides as well. So stick with us. You're listening to The Big Red Bench. My name is Rory and thank you very much indeed for tuning in to us on the show tonight. All right, just to recap Andre's action before we uh, get uh, underway with uh, the show proper and as I mentioned, defeat for Cork today against Derry uh, up in Owen Beg. Horrendous can't be underestimated just how bad these conditions were uh, in Unbeg. Um I was looking at the flags, I was watching the game it was, on, it was being broadcast on tgcahar.ie and just watching um, the flags I thought alright Cork have the, the wind because the flags blown that way and then two seconds later the flags were blowing in a completely opposite direction. Storm Franklin bringing some severe swirling winds and a lot of games called off today as well as a result of the weather in fact Cork's uh, Camogie clash with Clare went to Dublin because of the weather uh, but not conducive to good football Derry are an excellent side they're going to be in the shake of promotion to Division 1 3 wins from 3 from them no wins from Cork now uh, in their 3 games so far 113 to 7 points is how it finished in Owen Beg. we'll get thoughts of our pal John McCarthy on that game in just a little bit 
also today um, victory for Kerry this afternoon as they have beaten Donegal 113 to 7 points at Fitzgerald Stadium um, so they are top now on a scoring difference Tyrone have beaten Kildare to 7 to 12 points 1.1 1. 1 there for Tyrone Con Kilpatrick Damien McCurry with the goals for the All-Ireland Champions as David Clifford got the goal for Kerry in that win over Donegal so that's um, 113 to 7 points was how that finished in uh, ladies football in Division 1 the Lidl Ladies National Football League, the All Ireland Champions Mead beating Waterford 110-2-1-2 at Fraher Fields. Uh, ladies uh, Player of the Year Vicky Wall finding the back of the net there for the Royals Donegal beating Westmeath 2-11-2-2-6. Elsewhere in Camogie Division One of the Littlewoods Camogie League, a great win for Cork today and a great win for Matthew Jimmy. His first game in charge of the Rebels uh, as they have beaten Clare this afternoon. 2-6 to 4 points was how that finished that game being played in Parnell Park today um, because of uh, Storm Franklin and the weather warning that was in place for Clare but a fantastic win for the Rebels and get to see them off to a winning start alright in the Premier League today um, the evening kickoff is Wolves and Leicester uh, Joshua Smith is at Molyneux Wolves 2, Leicester 1, they've retaken the lead and what a lovely strike it is, two beautiful strikes today from Wolverhampton Wanderers, it's a counter-attack down the left-hand side, Ike Norrie with the ball, a brilliant run from him, he gets in the box, twists and turns, drops it to Denonka at the edge of the box, who plays the ball square across to Pedence, who puts the ball into the back of the net, a lovely strike for around 20 yards from here, a VAR check was in place for a possible offside, not given, Wolves 2, Leicester 1. Yeah, not long left to go in that game, a cracker cracker of a game today between Leeds United and Manchester United Al Ellen Road played in <laughs> a downpour it was the kind of pitch where if you do um, if you go for a slight tackle you're literally sliding for 30 yards love playing in conditions like that uh, but it was Manchester United who have won at Ellen Road today Adam Drury Man United earned a 4-2 win in a classic encounter with Leeds. The Red Devils took the lead on 34 with a Maguire header and Bruno Fernandes made it too deep into first half stoppage time but Bielsa rang the change at the break and by 54 two quick goals from Rodrigo and Rafinha made it level but as Leeds pushed for a winner the Red Devils counted on 70 through Fred before Alanga made it 4 on 88 to give Man United a win that puts them back inside the top 4. Full time at Ellen Road it finished Leeds 2, Man United 4. Yeah fantastic uh, game that was today and a good win for Man Manchester United who are now uh, within four points of third place Chelsea after that boss uh, Ralph Ranić says he was impressed by the way his players responded to conceding an equaliser I think the team showed uh, maturity I think we've grown together as a team I'm not so sure if uh, if this would have happened I don't know two or three months ago um, but it happened today and it was important I'm going to hear now from Ali's defender uh, Luke Ayling these moments in games ain't going our way at the minute, you know, and um, they're a good team and they break away and take their big moment. But the crowd today did not really got behind us at the start of that second half and it was like an unbelievable atmosphere to play in front of and then we dragged ourselves back to 2-2 and then to get beat 4-2 is disappointing. Celtic got three points clear now at the top of the Scottish Premiership table as uh, they had uh, a 3-2 win over uh, Dundee at Celtic Park in the uh, afternoon kickoff. In the uh, noon kickoff today with Rangers who are in action against Dundee United. Um, 
one all draw there yeah, Rangers haven't won away from home so far uh, this year in 2022 uh, so now Celtic three points clear at the top of the table in rugby uh, Ulster uh, way to the Dragons today at Rodney Parade and it was victory indeed for Ulster this afternoon 12 points to nil was how it finished uh, there and a uh, good win for uh, Dan McFarland side three wins from three now in the competition and uh, Roy McIlroy just teed off in the final round of the Genesis Invitational which is underway in California he's teed off uh, from 7 under Paris 12 shots off the lead he's in the tie for 22nd the uh, Chilean native uh, Joaquin Neiman has a 3 shot lead over the chasing pack he is on 19 under par reminder of our competition as well we have tickets to give away to uh, Cork City versus Galway United uh, this coming Friday night at Turner's Cross should be a good night should be a great atmosphere and uh, yeah I can't wait to be back at the game I'll be commentating on LOY TV for that so if you can't make it to the cross you can listen to my dulcet tones or watch the game on mute whichever you prefer basically but uh, you can uh, tune into that on LOY TV uh, but we have tickets if you want to get there in the flesh and watch Cork City and what's going to be an exciting exciting season for the Rebel Army uh, very very simple question who scored a hat-trick for City against Bray on Friday night who scored a hat-trick for City against Bray on Friday night uh, we had him on the show yesterday 086-8104-106 086-8104-106 texting your name and uh, your answer and uh, we will draw those tickets out at the end of the programme all right, as I mentioned, uh, defeat for Cork uh, today in the uh, National Football League, losing out uh, to Derry up in Owen Beg. Uh, for more on it, uh, I spoke to uh, our pal, Jeremy uh, McCarthy, GAA journalist, host of the Women in Sport podcast uh, on Cork's Red FM on uh, Thursdays, and I uh, spoke to him about that and indeed uh, Cork's defeat to Dublin last night. For more on uh, Cork's defeat to Derry, they're joined by our good friend, host of the Women in Sport podcast, Jeremy uh, McCarthy. Jer, um, I suppose you can can't read too much into a game like that, I think, given the conditions in Owen Beg today, which looked absolutely abysmal. Yeah, I think that's a fair point, Rory. I mean, like 113 to 0-7 doesn't look good on, as a box score um, at full time. But having watched the game there as well, it, it was it was pretty obvious that conditions just dictated everything that was happening in that particular game. Disappointing still from Cork's point of view. Um, GAA Statsman on Twitter, his stats showed that Derry created 23 scoring chances while Cork only created 14. And I suppose that's the real big disappointment that they had uh, the Bars players back today. They had Ian McGuire midfield, they had Sherlock up front and they had Billy Hennessy making his debut at centre-back. And you were hoping for a bit of impetus and um, you know a, a closer game than, than what it was. But Derry were in control for the majority of it and, and, and fully deserved their victory. Yeah, I, I know Keith Rickon has spoken a lot about the, the rebuilding job that has to go on with this team. Um, he's spoken a lot about good timber taking a long time to grow and all that. But at the end of the day, it is a results business. It's three games now without um, a win. Is the dreaded relegation word um, entering into the conversation? Very much so. Rory, and I mean, that's a fair point. One point from nine uh, just isn't good enough in any division, no matter who you're playing against. Um, granted, it's a transitional period. There's a lot of new players being tried out. You Chris Kelly and goal as well out today, making his league uh, debut as well. And look, Keith Rickon was very honest and upfront about it at the start of the year. Like, um, if they went on a good run in the league, so be it. But this is all about blooding new players and trying to bet in new players in a system ahead of the championship. But look, when you're in Division 2, you're aiming for Division 1, or at least you should be aiming to get out up to Division 1, because what this car team needs more than anything Rory right now especially the younger players they need to be playing the Mayos they need to be playing the Kerrys they need to be playing the Dublins and um, they're not doing that and you know you miss out an awful lot you know you, Division 2 is, is, is tight it's tough there's not a lot between most of the teams in it 
but what you want to be doing is testing yourselves against the best before you go into the championship and look look how much it's benefited um, the likes of Mana and look how much it's benefited Donegal in the last couple of years playing up in Division 1 and certainly Mayo when you see what they did to Dublin last night as well yeah. um, this early in the year you can't put a price on a real championship intensity 70 minutes Cork didn't really get that today um, and look they're not doing an awful lot wrong but and they are creating chances the problem is they're not putting them away they had two real good goal chances today that they squandered and those two moments proved pivotal yeah that was a six point swing as well Sherlock uh, having a, a chance saved and Derry go up and, uh, and score a goal and mm. basically end the game yeah and that came after 44 minutes I mean in fairness to Audrey Lynch she made a fine save from Sherlock point blank and there wasn't much Sherlock could do except have a cut off it but the way Derry moved the ball down the pitch and got it to Benny Heron and he, he, he put it in the back of the net even after 45 minutes you knew that that was it that was the result and disappointingly like, they had an earlier chance as well Cork in the, uh, in the first half Sean Mayne who had a good game at full back burst through pass was went to the ground rather than to hand and Colin McAllen was right in the edge of the square and he was penalised then like for picking up off the ground and as you said that's a six point swing potentially but I suppose it's worth rem- remembering too Derry hit the crossbar they hit a goal without for an infringement and Shane McGuigan Cork struggled to handle him like he finished with eight points and Cork had to give away freeze which they, you know they gave away freeze which they had to do at certain times um, but overall like I mean as you said it's very hard to gauge them you know, and, and in such awful conditions, with the amount of games have been postponed and moved around today, the weather look really dictated the pace and how this game went. And I think you know, I'd like to see Cork and maybe on a dry, you know, a drier day, see what they come up with. Like, but there's no arguments. Derry were the better team, and it's they and Galway now that look like they're the two that are going to be fighting for promotion whereas Cork have got Galway and Parky Cueve next and that's going to be a really really tough test now Galway didn't play today um, and look they are by far and away the strongest team in the division and you would expect them to go up but I suppose if you're looking for rays of hope and if we're clutching at straws whatever cliche yeah. you want to use <laughs> Give me all the straws. a good result for a good result for Cork today was Meath and Down drawing 2-6 apiece because Down in the bottom of the, uh, of the table where Cork are with Offaly, with Down and with Meath, it's that quartet. It's the results between yeah. each of those four teams that's going to decide who goes down. And look, you know, I don't really want to think about Cork getting relegated. It would be a real backward step for the for the players' development and the players who are coming through. Hopefully they can get it together, put in a good performance against Galway. I don't expect them to beat Galway, but if they can put in a good performance and get ready for those last few games, um, at least, at the very least, you'd be hoping that Cork would do enough to stay in Division 2, but it's a dogfight now, Rory. Uh, that's exactly yeah. what it is, a relegation dogfight. It certainly is, and a long way home for, for Cork to, to think about what happened today and indeed think about what's going to happen in the future. Keith Rickon won't be panicking. I don't think that's in his character, but a lot of thinking and a lot of work for him to do in the next couple of weeks yeah and look the, the, you get quite a lot of overreaction immediately after Cork defeats I've even seen it on Twitter there already and look we are where we are right now we're a middle of the road GA inter-county football team and people might not might not like hearing that but that's the reality um, we have a lot of young players that need to bet in we have a system we have a new manager we have a new backroom team and it's all happened very very quickly and like everybody wants success for Cork football I mean Keith Rickon is no different to that but I think he sees the bigger picture and I think he understands that there's going to be a lot more bumps on the road before he gets to where he wants to go the question Rory is um similar to the Cork ladies football with Shane Ronan will he be given the time yeah you know it, it's the one commodity managers don't get at inter-county level anymore because of the split season everything is win 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 now um, but you can see, I can see what Rickon is trying to do I can see what he's attempting to do and what, what he and his management team want the Cork team the way they want to play they want to be back, get behind the ball and hit people on the break they've got pace up front they've got Colin McCallan they've got Sherlock back Look, we've got good players there's no doubt about that but in terms of you know making a run at the All-Ireland Championship forget it um, but staying up at Division 2 would be a good step 
towards setting us up for a crack off the championship. Kerry will be coming to Parky Ring. And as well as that, then who knows what happens after that. But I think for the next maybe two and three years, if Rickon gets that long, like these are these are the days, unfortunately, that you have to experience. Mm. You have to go through defeats like this to get those young players and inexperienced players to give them their opportunity. It doesn't always work out, but I think Rickon is playing the long game. And unfortunately, mm. hopefully the Cork supporters will too. It's a similar situation, I think, with the, the Cork Ladies footballers, with Shane Ronan coming in, trying to put his own stamp on things, uh, having a bit of difficulty in the league um, so far. You were in Croke Park last night. It's mm. a 12-point victory for Dublin. I don't think it flattered Dublin by any stretch, but it just shows, I suppose, where Cork have to get back up to. Yeah, it does, Rory. I suppose the most frustrating thing about last night, you correctly said Dublin were good value for this. I mean, they emptied their subs bench before the end. I don't know how many subs came on. I was losing track. I was trying to keep track of all the subs. It was that kind of game, unfortunately. It was pouring rain. There was very few people in Crow Park to watch it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose the biggest worry out of it, Rory, and I think in fairness, Shane Ronan didn't hide from it afterwards in the aftermatch press conference. He's not sure where that performance came from. Mm-hmm. But he was not expecting that performance or lack of performance from Cork, I should say because the performance they put in against me the Boven Park Talton was you know it was decent it was good we lost because we made some defensive lapses but you can get over those but what was most frustrating last night in Crow Park was watching Cork you know kick themselves you know, kick, you know shoot themselves in the foot over and over again from their kickouts from turnovers from simple little things and no there's no better team in ladies football including me at the moment who would punish you for that Hannah Tyrrell was outstanding without ever even doing too much you know she kicked about what was it eight she kicked mm. one nine in the end and like eight of those were frees in other words from a penalty and you're looking at this and you're looking at the Cork team and they were a completely different performance and it was the same team remember that played in me not so long ago and put up a good performance as well so that was the worry more than anything look you have bad nights and you have off nights but you shouldn't be having as bad an, uh, an off night as Cork did last night the only good thing I think if you want to call it a good thing and again we're, I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to be down the middle here rather than being overly positive but look these a lot of the errors from last night's game and defeat to, to Dublin were self-inflicted and they can be corrected on the training pitch. They can certainly be corrected now that Cork have two weeks before Waterford come to MTU to play the final group match. And that is a relegation game, mm. Rory, which is unbelievable when you think about Cork ladies football, but that's where they are. Now, Meath uh, had to pull away from Waterford this afternoon before they beat them in the league. Took them away to, get, uh, to, to shake Waterford off. And this is not a bad Waterford team at all. So that's not a foregone conclusion. But here's where we are. Cork of two weeks, Shane Renan and his management team of two weeks, and now he has a very angry and disappointed dressing room. He also has the Mornabi contingent to come back. Now, how many players come in, how many start remains to yeah. be seen. But having two weeks, I think, is a real bonus, Rory. If it was just next week again, it's a quick turnaround. But Cork have to win that game, and I think they will win that game. And I think last night's defeat, had we come away from Crow Park last night losing by a couple of points, you'd still take the positives from the two games. But even Melissa Duggan, by her own admission, and the morale in the dressing room was so down afterwards, such a poor performance just won't do. You can't play like that at inter-county ladies football level because it's a crowded field at the top at the business end of the championship. It's not just Dublin anymore. It's Meath, Galway, Mayo, Armagh. And performances like that won't do. I think the players know that and I think we're going to get a positive reaction against Waterford and hopefully they can carry that on and, and kick on in the championship when it comes around. But a really disappointing performance. But let's give some credit to Mick Bourne. Mm-hmm. And Dublin, they were awesome. They were really good. And finally, just very quickly, um, a great win for, for Cork's Smoky side today. A uh, way to clear that game played in Parnell Park because of the weather, but uh, a great start to Cork's league campaign. 
Yeah, and I'm delighted for Matthew Toomey yeah. um, and his management team because, you know, you want to get off to a winning start. It wasn't easy um, uh, with the weather conditions. They held Clare scoreless for much, if not all, of the second half, which is a real bonus. And look, you just want to get a win the first day, and they did that. And also, a word of congratulations to Trevor Coleman and the Cork Intermediates who won their Division 2 up, uh, their second game yesterday in Division 2 away to Kildare. A good weekend for Cork Mogi, um, and hopefully they can build on that as the season goes on. Jared, thanks so much for talking to us as always, buddy. No worries, talk soon. That's Jeremy Carthy there, GA journalist, um, hardest working person in the business, all around good guy, really. Host of the Women in Sport podcast on FM.ie every Thursday at noon, uh, talking us through uh, Cork's defeat to Derry today and where things stand in the Galway up next now for the Rebels. And uh, yeah just disappointing I suppose start for Cork into the league campaign and as I mentioned with your relegation is certainly a word that is going to be mentioned quite a bit now with that Cork football team going forward um, Wolves and Leicester is in time added on not long left there Wolves still 2-1 up uh, in that game we'll get you a full time report on that as soon as the final whistle goes as I mentioned uh, defeat for Cork ladies Jor was in um at Croke Park last night I had to watch that game afterwards you got the views of our Cork boss Shane O'Neill um, very disappointed um, weren't at the races in too many spots and uh, I think you know borders on embarrassing at times the way we'd have played and uh, just shows we've a lot of work to do and we've a lot of players out there now who just weren't at the races tonight and I think that's very very disappointing we I suppose came up the road we were quite happy with last week's performance hoping to build on it but just just didn't play didn't work hard enough and I think you know Dublin worked extremely hard we didn't match the work rate so if you don't match the work rate you haven't any chance against them You did field a couple of underage players that are going to be coming through surely that's reason for optimism those girls Yeah yeah. I suppose look our, our two huge positives I felt out tonight were Rachel Leahy's performance when she went on and um, Derek Nairi as well like Derek's only older minor we'd be very happy with them but there was a lot of established senior players there tonight didn't play well and um you know, I suppose they're going to have to look, have a good, long, long hard look at themselves. I think, and uh, I suppose we need to see what we're, what we're doing. Uh, you know, we haven't done, we haven't done a lot of work done this week. Also, we missed out in the session Tuesday night because of weather. But look, that's not an excuse. We just didn't work hard enough. Coming, coming into the match, and obviously you said like week last week you played very well. You've been very happy with that performance. Can you put your finger on the difference between the two tonight? I mean, you would, were you surprised? I mean, obviously, you would have been surprised what happened out there. Yeah, I look very disappointed, Rory. Um, I think we just. I can't put my finger on it. Um, what went wrong? We just, but I, I, you know, I think the huge thing was we didn't work. We just didn't work hard enough. Like we had plans for their kick out, um, we didn't do it. Um, we had plans for our own kick, we didn't do it. Um, I felt we were running around with them when we had the ball. We were marking players when we had the ball. And if you're doing that against Dublin, you're wasting your time because we couldn't get the ball out. But it was just. I don't know but what hit them when they went out in the field they were in good form in the warm up everything was right dressing room was good just don't know they, they, they just didn't work hard enough and you, you have to match Dublin's work rate to have any chance against them and we didn't do that tonight um, Is the most annoying thing from your behalf that a lot of these errors in the first half especially were self-inflicted Shane but there are things you can work on defensive lapses concentration lapses there's things you can see on tape and work on as surprising as the performance is like the fact that you gave Dublin those chances you know it's got to be annoying but there's things that we, they can be corrected yeah look there was a lot of unforced errors there and you know I think that's that's huge disappointment we kick, kick free kicks to them hand pass balls away kick balls away um, silly defensive lap, lapses just as you said there, there were our own mistakes and Dublin capitalised them so look, we, they are things we can work on so look we will look at that but um, I think a lot of that boiled down to people just weren't working hard enough people didn't want the ball um, 
So I, I don't, you know, I don't know, I don't know why that was tonight. It, it's, it's very disappointing. Okay, you've the Burnaby contingent to come back. You've got the Waterford game to work on and try and iron out all the problems that you've come across tonight. But on the whole, for three matches heading into the championship, it was always going to be about championship for you this year. You've said that you're on record at saying that. Now the hard work begins, as you said, for you and the players. Yeah, look, absolutely. But I suppose look the thing about Burnaby players coming back into the Burnaby players can flick a magic switch and make things happen. You know. Um, I think that's the disappointing thing. We said that before the game that there players inside who are playing today weren't warm in jerseys from our Abbey players. They, they, they can't be or else we're in trouble, you know, as as a group. So I think, you know, the Mornabi aren't going to be the answer to all this. Obviously, they're very good players, but we need lots more players in there to step up. So I think there's going to be a lot of hard work over the next few weeks. We need to make sure, you know, we've got to, you know, could boil down to a relegation game ourselves in Walford um, if, 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 if Mead beat them tomorrow. Um, so that's going to be very, very tough as well. Uh, Walford always put it up to Cork. So we've a good long two weeks ahead of us to try and sort it out before we play Munster Championship. What did you think of the Dublin performance? Um, I thought they were excellent. Um, their, their work rate was ex- so high. Um, they used the ball very well. They punished every mistake we made. Um, you know, and I think they're, I suppose, their big players played very well. And I think they, they capitalised on every error we made. And I think that's what a good team does. They control the game. They dragged us into positions we didn't want to be in. And um, they made sure in every error we made was uh, was punished very well. So look, my hats off to them. They are serious over. They haven't gone away. They were they're very disappointed after last year's All Ireland final um, display, I suppose. And look, they've just shown that they're they're going to be a huge force this year. And we've got a long way to go to be able to match them. Shane, as a, as, a, as a manager, obviously you've been around for, for a while, but more than I be other with them, tip before that. But, you know, as, a, as the Cork manager, there's still obviously a lot of learnings going on between you and the players at this stage. This is really, this is only two matches in, you know. Yeah, I suppose we've got to look at it like that as well. We haven't had a massive amount of time to work with them. Um, but, you know, I don't think however long we're working on the field training field that doesn't equate to a lack of work rate on the field and I think that's that's a disappointing thing tonight but look I, I'm not concerned you know over, overall like it's in the bigger picture bigger side of things you know I think you can you can control your work rate and I think all the players we said that inside the dressing room there some that each and every one of those players individually can control how hard they work in the game they need to do that we need to get more coaching into you know, maybe more tactics, whatever. But I think a lot of it is going to come down to individual work. We have very talented players inside that dressing room. We know that, they know that, but talent won't win us games. You just mentioned there as well on the assumption that Mead beat Waterford tomorrow, that the Waterford match now takes on a new dimension, really. Yeah, look, and I, and I went down to see Waterford last Sunday, and they, they put up a huge performance against Dublin, you know, far better than we did. Maybe just, and I don't think the scoreline reflected the game last Sunday. It was probably a six point game for me. So, you know, Waterford, Waterford San Blow, and Dungarvan tomorrow, you never know what could happen. Um, maybe we were, we'll be looking at it like that. Uh, we're going into that last game, and Waterford are fighting for a semi final spot. You know, it could be that way very easily because there isn't a lot whole pile between all the teams I think Dublin might be a bit of a, ahead of us all at the moment with the way they're playing but you know it could easily go down to that game that we three teams end up in two points if we happen to be Walford so you know that's why I suppose the big defeat is disappointing if it had been a closer game today we might have, you could have snuck home and, and scoring difference but I think it's look that Walford game is now hugely important and we it's it's a must win game and I suppose every game now and here on in is going to be must win that's the big red bench on Cork Trail FM that is Shane Ronane the Cork ladies football boss uh, certainly putting no punches on his side's performance last night against Dublin very comfortable win for the Dubs in Croke Park and uh, yeah as we mentioned which are two defeats now for Cork uh, in the run into league games certainly isn't something that uh, we would have thought uh, heading into the league campaign but as Shane said there plenty for them to be working on. Uh, going to hear now from Melissa Duggan, conversation with her. 
Okay, Melissa Duggan, disappointment, obviously, with the results. Uh, never easy to come to Crow Park and suffer defeat like that. It's how you bounce back, though, and how are Cork going to bounce back from this? Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly disappointing with the result tonight. Um, you know, we um, came up hoping for a good performance, and I suppose in the first half, uh, we didn't put in quite a performance that we hoped for, that we wanted for. Um, but I suppose, you know, in the dressing room there now, morale is down a bit, but it's all about bouncing back for Waterford in two weeks' time, because, um, you know, we're facing potentially relegation now. So, you know, um, come Monday morning, uh, or come Monday evening, evening even um, at the gym you know we're going to put our heads down and um, hopefully get back to training on Wednesday and Friday you know we didn't have a training Tuesday night because of the weather and everything like that so it did rock our hamper preparations for today so um, hopefully now next week we can just get back to our um, training normally and properly. What do you put the first 10 minutes down to? Because Dublin pressed high up the pitch, but you made a lot of unforced errors, Melissa, and these are the kind of things that you need to get rid of. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, it's the unforced errors that we need to um, get rid of. Um, they've been, there was far too many today, and you know that's what Dublin capitalised on. Um, they got all their scores from. Um, so we need to fix that. We need to fix our hand passing, our kicking, and our going forward. Um, it's those unforced errors that killed us today. Melissa, obviously you've been around the Cork panel for a couple of years now. Situation, you've never been involved in Cork potentially in a relegation battle. You know, something that you wouldn't have faced before. Yeah, definitely. It's a definitely new era, new era, new um, I suppose challenge that we face. Um, I've never been in a relegation, not like um, playoff or whatever it is. You, um, so it is uh, difficult to prepare yourself, but um, you know we have to keep going. We have to keep our heads down now. Um, you know, like Shane did, still try a couple of different players today, and you know he gave a load of opportunities for the subs to come on. So it, you know, even though we were losing, it's great to have them coming on and everything like that. So um, to get back training and to prepare for the Waterford game, and so that we'd be all guns blazing. You mentioned what obviously win over Waterford, that relegation scare goes away. So no massive emphasis on this Waterford game now before the championship yeah there is um, I suppose it's not easy going down to Washford playing Washford um, oh no we're, we're, away, we're, we're at home to Cork so I suppose this is our first home game so um, do you know we'll relish the opportunity of Washford coming to us um uh, it will be a tough battle because uh, you know those battles throughout the years have never been easy between ourselves and Washford. Um, but we're going to have to put our head down and train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. You know this week and um, train hard and listen to what Shane and the management have been saying and try and cut out all the errors that we made today. Looking at the two matches, obviously you couldn't have started really with much tougher. Mead away, Dublin away, two really tough games. There was some positives, in particular the mean match. And again tonight, there was some positives. So it's not out. You take them into those training sessions as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's not all doom and gloom. Um, you know, there was positives. You know, we introduced, you know, Rachel Leahy in both matches. You know, she's only turned 18 there a few days ago. So, and she came on and played really well. And I think we all need to take a you know a leaf out of our book just go out and play with your heart um you know sometimes that's the easiest way to play and um you know we we will get there um you know man new management and everything it's been difficult um change for us over the last number of years so um you know it is a slow progress but hopefully you know we'll be getting going by monster championship time and championship time but um we we definitely want to put a good emphasis on on the Watford game now and get a good win over them
That's Melissa Duggan there speaking after uh, Cork's defeat to Dublin last night. And uh, as uh, Melissa mentioned, as Shane mentioned, on to Waterford now and their first home game. And fingers crossed, a uh, first win for the Rebels in this league campaign, which they could uh, do with after two defeats in a row. Uh, full time in the Premier League, it's finished Wolves 2, Leicester City 1. We're going to get you a full time report on that. Up next, we're going to talk to uh, Simon Warriors fighters ahead of the Rumble at the Rockies happening next week. Cork City tickets to give away, and we're going to wrap up uh, the day's GA action as well from across the grounds. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Glad you could join us on The Big Red Bench. As I mentioned just before the break, Wolves beating Leicester by two goals to one. Joshua Smith was at Molyneux. Wolves 2, Leicester 1, a phenomenal game in the end. It all started with Ruben Neves hitting a sweet shot into the back of the net. Jimenez dropping the ball to him at the edge of the box, hitting it first time into the far post. Leicester equalised just before the break. Luckman started and rounded off the piece, played it through to Thielmans, who put a beautifully threaded ball through the defence into the box for Albrighton, who played it square across the 60-yard box for Luckman to pounce on and put in the back of the net. But Wolves retook the lead in the second half. It was a brilliant counter-attack. Alec Norrie down the left-hand side, gets into the box, twists and turns, drops it to De Donker on the edge of the box, who squares it across to Pedence, who hit the ball from 20 yards into the back of the net. Leicester nearly equalised right at the death. It was a brilliant volley by Thielmans, which was pushed out for a corner. Schmeichel came up for the corner. Wolves counter-attacked through Nito, who came off the bench for his first game since April last year, and he very nearly got on the end of it and put it in the back of the net it was a great run forward but ultimately his shot went over the bar but it has finished at Molyneux Wolves 2 Leicester 1 yeah something like an absolutely cracking game there at Molyneux of course Manchester United with the win today as well uh, against Leeds 4-2 United were 2-0 up uh, Leeds United coming back uh, making it to a piece in what was a frantic second half at Elland Road Manchester United then getting uh, late goals uh, through uh, Fred and uh, well Fred scored in the 70 minute it was Anthony Alanga got the, the late goal to make sure of all three points and 88 minutes so uh, a good win for Manchester United today uh, that is them four points clear of West Ham in uh, four, Manchester United in fourth place and they are now uh, four points behind Chelsea as well in third at all Chelsea do have a game in hand a reminder of our competition we have had loads and loads and loads of texts in about this people are massively excited about Cork City's first home game of the season as they take on Galway United at Turners Cross on Friday night and what should be an absolutely cracking occasion great win for Cork City the other night uh, 6-0 against Bray hat-trick for Dylan McGlade including a superb third goal a chip over the keeper from the edge of the box it was just absolutely Absolutely fantastic, uh, but a fantastic performance and to the top of the table and going into it. Fish John Caulfield's Galway on Friday night, so it should be a big crowd, should be a great night and a great atmosphere. And if you want to head along to the game, uh, we have tickets to give away with thanks to Cork uh, City FC, of course, Cork's Red FM, proud partners of the Rebel Army again this season. Uh, absolutely delighted uh, to be the Rebel Army's partners. So if you would like a pair of tickets to head along, I want your name uh, and your answer in a text message to 86 8104 and the answer, the question, I'm not going to give you the answer. Well, I have given you the answer if you were listening closely. The question is, who scored a hat-trick for Cork City last Friday night? Simple. Name and answer 086-8104-106. We will announce the winners at the end of the show, but we have gotten tons of texts in uh, about this. So 
get it, your messages in 086-8104-106 and we will draw out the winners at the end of the show and you could be heading along to, to our Turner's Cross on Friday night I cannot wait for it uh, I'll be on college duties on LOY TV so if you uh, can't make it along uh, you can tune into the game there I'll be alongside our Cork City legend Philip Long for the game and I cannot wait to get back to the cross but you can be there. 0868104106 name and answer to this very simple question. Who scored a hat-trick for City against Bray Wanderers on Friday night? All right, we're going to talk at Muay Thai now and um, our good friends at Simon Warriors um, are hosting a show on Saturday night. Uh, Rumble at the Rockies at Blackrock Hurling Club. Um, comes a couple of months after their uh, big show that was at uh, St Finbar's uh, Hurling and Football Club uh, back in October the first kind of live show post-Covid uh, it was a fantastic occasion fantastic atmosphere some incredible fights that I did uh, to have some of the fighters out with me today I'm uh, going to hear first from Aideen the Block Mullins she is a young fighter taking the scene by storm 19 fights 19 wins um, the only way is up uh, for uh, the block, uh, incredible fighter. Um, she's the, stepping up in opposition as well next weekend with international opposition coming to Lee side uh, for Aideen to face off again. So, looking forward to seeing Aideen uh, fight. And this is my chat with Aideen from earlier on today. All right, we're just uh, a week out now from Rumble at the Rockies, happening at Black Rock Hurling Club next Saturday evening. Delighted to be joined by one of the fighters, Aideen the Black Mullins. Aideen, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. It's your first time here? Yeah. Tell us about your, your history with the sport and how you got involved with it. Um, so I was seven and it was actually my cousin started. She she asked me to come down with her and I started in Tremor Road with Derek O'Flynn. Mm. And then... Um, Dommy took over as Dommy's gym and now I'm up with the lads in Simon Warriors. So, yeah, I, 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 had you done other sports before? Um, in? I did Gaelic football, but I didn't really like it, to be honest. But I just, it clicked, you know, like, I just loved it ever since the first session. And what was it, I suppose, that kind of got you hooked, I suppose, in it? I, I feel like it's the atmosphere, like, no matter how, like, I've been to many gyms and it's all kind of, just nice atmosphere like everyone's nice you know because mm, um, traditionally I suppose in my time I mean like especially in Cork maybe not a lot of women do it but I mean it's obviously something that you'd recommend and, and, and to get involved in yeah like I've been I'm the only girl up um, in Simon Warriors now but it doesn't it doesn't matter really you know like everyone treats you the same you know I was going to say you're just treated like one of the lads basically yeah yeah. so talk to me about uh, how many fights have you had now at this point um, I've had 19 fights and I've won 19 of them that's an incredible record <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah it's fantastic I saw you perform out in the bars a couple of months yeah. ago and that was my first time seeing you, you fighting and it, it, you were just fantastic you looked like you'd been at it years you're just so comfortable in there so calm so collected it was a pleasure watching thank you so who are you fighting next Saturday um, I'm fighting a girl from Manchester her name's Ella Haywood um, she's coming over um, it's my first time kind of knowing of her you know mm-hmm. so it's um, it's good you know it's a different because I've I fought a load of the same girls, mm-hmm. so like there's a small selection of people, you know, my age and weight. So it's it's great to have a different experience. So is this a bit of a step up? Do you think? Uh, hopefully, you know. Hopefully, I'd love to. It's different, you know. Like I'd love to. Um, it's it's great to be honest. Mm. Have you seen her fight on video and stuff like that? I've seen one or two clips of her, but not much, you know. 
I mean, do you, does that bother you that you haven't seen much for her? Or does it matter? Are you just kind of focusing on yourself? And what I'm just kind of focused on myself, you know, just train as hard as I can and that's all I can do. What are your, your goals and your aims for the sport dating? Um, I just want to be the best, like, just for, you know, prove to myself I can be the best of, you know. Um, I have a lot of fights this year too. We're going to Canada in August. Um, so that's kind of the goal for this year and you also have to fundraise for that and kind of help yeah, promote that and stuff like your sister was on to me as well believing it's something that it, it's, I suppose it's not a cheap sport to go around the world in but it, it's it's fantastic for you to see the world and experience all that but it, it does cost a lot of money yeah it does but uh, we're trying to have a, f- a few fundraisers all right you know just to help and get there yeah um, what is it a specific event in Canada or is it just you've been invited it's, to fight um, it's a WBC it's a world youth competition it's um, there's people coming from all over the world so it would be great mm, you four of your teammates here behind you how much of a support are they uh, they're great they're, they always push me you know in training if you know if some days if you have a bad day they'll always push you the extra mile lad you don't take it easy on her do you <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she takes it easy on you either does she <laughs> <laughs> Irina it's been an absolute pleasure having you in here thanks very much indeed for coming in really can't wait to see you perform next Saturday night thanks so much thanks yeah, it's Aileen the Block Mullins there uh, speaking to me after uh, uh, speaking to me before I should say Rumble of the Rockies which is happening next Saturday night um, in Black Rock and a uh, very promising young fighter and certainly uh, going to watch her career with interest 19 wins 19 fights no doubt 20 fights 20 wins uh, come this time uh, next Saturday night alright uh, going to hear from a couple more of the fighters uh, Ryan O'Driscoll and uh, Dommy Kelly Dommy um, back in action after after a bit of a break, uh, so I started by asking Dommy, uh, what was the crack, basically? Uh, Dommy's back. What's the story? Yeah. Not too bad, no, Rory. How are you? Uh, it's been a while. I know, it's been a few years. Yeah, what's happening? Not what happened? Much. I suppose I lost my hair and I was number one. Yeah, you're like me, you know, <laughs> bald and bearded <laughs> and getting jealous. No, all's going well. Um, I suppose, uh, big story short, Had a, I came back from Australia, uh, opened the gym. The coaching was great, but it wasn't for me, it wasn't the time yet. Um, I'm I'm still only 25, uh, so fighting. So I moved up to Martin Horgan's and I brought a few fighters with me. And we obviously spread as some gone to Cork and I'm back fighting f- for good. Uh, back to my winning ways there last year November and put on a great show. I was on the, on the card of Jonathan Hagti, which is uh, one championship mm. mega star at the moment. Um, so it was great to fight in that card and. I'm ready to rock. No, this week coming. Was it just a case of running a gym and, and trying to be a, a fighter just wasn't compatible and just didn't have the time for both, was it? Yeah, it's just very hard because uh, if you're working full-time also and you're coming to coach fighters and train and I have a small one now, I have a little baby, so just too much for, for one thing. If you're fighting, you're a fighter. If you're a coach, you're a coach. You can't balance the boat. And you can see that with the elite fighters. You're either only an average fighter that's doing both or you're an elite fighter that's doing one mm-hmm. or elite coach, whatever. So you chose to be an elite fighter again. Yeah, yeah. And obviously going to Simon Warriors is the place to do that. For sure, yeah, definitely. I have a great squad up there. Um, we have uh, serious top-level fighters like Aaron McGahey, uh, Ryan O'Driscoll, Finn Keaton. Um, I think there's a few fighters coming home that soon. I just don't want to be mentioning names yet. But um, there's a really good high-level high, high level, uh, of fighters there and it's, they're pushing me to the best I can be. Mm. And Ryan, you know, you'd obviously agree with that. I mean, like the, the amount of the star quality that's inside Warriors is insane. Yeah, definitely. Like Dommy's coming off a performance of the night uh, win there uh, last year in November. Finn's coming off WBC Celtic title win. Ireland's coming off uh, ISK Four Nations title win. 
So you can see the standard in itself there, like, you know, and we bounce off each other in training. And um, yeah, it's just, we're in, for, we're in for a good night of fights next weekend. You must have missed the buzz, Dami, I suppose, coming back and getting back into high level fights, I guess. Yeah, like, it's different when you're walking as a coach, you know, it's, you still get some sort of buzz, but you don't, you're not getting hurt, which is great, because you're in the corner, you know, you can you can drink away water, you know, you're not getting tired, but, you know, when you're in there and you're actually performing, that's that's what I missed, and it's, you know, your hand's getting raised, or whatever, mm. once there's a good performance, the main thing. And the atmosphere and the buzz you just build off. It's unbelievable, you know, that roller coaster there with the nerves, and, you know, you do and you don't miss it, but... Once you're you're well, well able to maintain the inner self thoughts, you'll go far. And speaking of atmosphere, the best walkout in the bars <laughs> in October was your walkout this week, Caroline. And the atmosphere, did you feed off that? Oh man, honest to God, like I, I knew it was going to be good. Like you know, I knew I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't expect it to be that loud and wild. Like you know, I couldn't even hear myself think. Like when I stepped over the ropes, I forgot I was in a fight till I got punched <laughs> in the head. You know, <laughs> I was just like it was that intense. Like, but yeah, no, it was unbelievable. And next weekend is going to be even bigger and better. Like, so I'm I'm absolutely buzzing for that as well. Same walk up music, or can you say? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm after trademark and that. No, that's it. Like, you know, if any other fighter uses Sweet Caroline, we're gonna have to have we're gonna have to scrap out for it. Like, Tommy, <laughs> uh, tell us who you're fighting next week. I'm fighting a lad called Kevin Kavanagh from Carlo Muay Thai. Um, he's good. He's been around a while. I, I'm, I'm around a long time myself. I'm fighting 10 years. So I, I've watched him a few times. I, I know what he can do. And I'm really confident in my abilities and my techniques. I think it should be no problem. But I train very hard regardless. And I hopefully take the, uh, the WA. Mm. But just before there, Rory, we have a good few other uh, same lads fighting. We have Emil, um, Dave Sheehan, um, Nassim. Who else is there, Ryan? Uh, Dino Sullivan. So they're they're training extremely hard with us. Um, so they're really re- ready to put on a show too. That's yeah, going to be fantastic. Now, Ryan, tell us about your opponent next week. I'm fighting a Scottish lad, uh, Ross Trainer from a gym in Glasgow. We're fighting for the WBC Celtic title at 59 kg. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm expecting a good hard fight. Uh, I've trained really hard for this. So I'm the Scottish lads know how to scrap, don't they? Yeah, that's it. Like, and it's a battle of the Celts too. Like, do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's 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 going to be a really really exciting fight, and uh, I'm going to bring my A game 100. percent Excellent lads. I uh, can't wait to see you perform next Saturday night. Not going to wish you luck because you don't need it. Can't wait for next Saturday. Thanks, Rory. Thanks a million. Yes, Dami Kelly and Rainer Driscoll there uh, speaking ahead of next Saturday night's fight. Now, which should be an absolutely cracking night at uh, St. Finbar's, or not St. Finbar's, Black Rock. I do beg your pardon. Really cannot wait uh, for that night. Uh, just one final reminder of our competition and ticket um, the texts are flowing in for these Cork City tickets uh, happening at. Uh, Friday night, Cork City, Galway United at Turner's Cross. Um, if you'd like a pair of tickets for City's first home game of the season, and why wouldn't you after the form they were in after uh, the win over Bray on Friday night? 6 0 flying form heading into to Friday night. If you would like to be uh, interested to draw for a pair of tickets, 086 8104 106. I want your name and I want the answer to the very simple question. Which Cork City player scored a hat-trick on Friday night? Which Cork City player scored a hat-trick on Friday night? 086-8104-106. And we're going to drop the winners in about five minutes' time. So you have five minutes to get your texts in, but they are coming in very, very fast. Loads of people want to go to this game.
I'm just going to be a cracker. All right, uh, just to wrap up uh, on uh, next Saturday's uh, fight night, we're going to hear from two more of the Simon Warriors fighters. We're going to hear from Aaron McGahey and from Finn Keating. Aaron Finn, um, delighted to have you back. Um, first off, uh, it's been a while. When was the, the, the fight in the bars? Was it November, October? October, October. October. That was fantastic to have that uh, event back. and it was, it was the first event back after COVID and it was just fantastic to come back. That's right, yeah. Um, it's good now to be back in the swing of things without any interruptions, you know. Uh, big show now. Next week, next Saturday, Rumble at the Rockies. We have a massive card, 25 fights, international fights. Myself and Aaron now fighting two tough French lads, so we're all ready to go. Uh, this is your first fight since November, is it October? That's right, yeah, both of us. Yeah, exactly. Um, and remind us what happened the last time in Blackrock. In the bars? For you, yeah, or in the bars, I should say. Yeah, I fought uh, Aaron Walker. He was good, and... Mm. Um, I won. I won. I stopped him in the fourth with an elbow. I cut him and uh, he couldn't continue. Mm. And I won uh, the Four Nations title. Good. And then uh, I got put into the WBC rankings. Then I, I think I'm 14 now. So mm. there'll hopefully be some nice uh, fights come out of that. Like. And when you won the, the WC belt that night as well, it was a fantastic night, a fantastic atmosphere. Yeah, I fought a tough opponent, Bailey Graham from Scotland. Uh, stopped him in the fifth round. So two big stoppages, and uh, like Armand saying, they're put into the WBC rankings. I'm in at uh, number thirteen now, so that's a a really good start to the year that happened around December, you know. So mm. we'll be aiming to jump up those rankings now and uh, take on the best in the world, really. Yeah, and um, you're back in um, the bars as well in a couple of weeks, aren't you? As well, yeah. We're, April. So uh, I'm fighting a tough opponent, John Lebeau, uh former world champ. He's com- comes from a good gym in France. Uh, his nickname is The War Machine, so I'm expecting a tough fight. <laughs> uh, the French always come to fight anyways. Uh, we have a good camp done past eight weeks, mm. and uh, we're ready to go. Have you seen much of him, or? I've seen small bits of him, all right. He's a tough fighter, he's a, a fast starter, so I have to be ready, ready for him. Mm. But, um, you know, we're all pushing each other in the gym. Everyone from Siam Warriors now, uh, training the past eight weeks. All of us never really taking any breaks and pushing each other all the time. And Aaron, you're fighting another French opponent as well, yeah? Yeah, my fight, um, it got cancelled there. My The last guy I was fighting, he got COVID, so I'm fighting a different guy now from France. He's, I think he's the French, two-time French champion at 57 kilo. Mm-hmm. I, naturally, I fight at 53 and a half, but we meet in the middle at 55. Does that bother you at all, no? No, because I'm... Less I'm, of a way cut anyway, I suppose. Yeah, it's grand, like, but... Um, I'm very. I've good skills. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And size doesn't matter. Like, do you see Sancho? Like, he can fight people ten kilos above his weight. Like, I I've the skills. Like, to fight with anybody. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Size is nothing. So you don't matter. It doesn't matter to you that your opponent has changed. Doesn't matter who who's in front of you. No, I just focus on myself. Just land my own shots, and then like odds it is, it's just someone else is getting hit. That's all it is. Mm. And plus. Everyone in the gym is bigger than me anyway because I'm really small, so it's fine. I'm not, it, you know, fighting someone big is um, it's nothing new, like you know. What <laughs> I mean, yeah. And Finn, there was a fantastic atmosphere up in the bars the last time. It's going to be the same again in Blackrock next week. That's right, yeah. Hopefully, you now we can fill the place out again. Blackrock's a lovely venue. Um, there's going to be top tier fights on the show. Like there's ten plus A class fights. International Irish titles, 
it has it all and it's right here in Cork you wouldn't get shows like this in Cork very often so definitely get down Mm. We just heard from Aideen there, uh, lads. Um, I, I'd imagine you're all quite protective of her and you're, you're all kind of looking out for her at the same time as well. I mean, you could say that, but when you get sparring her, she's a different <laughs> person altogether. Aideen's looking after all of us. That's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a fantastic yeah. night, lads. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks a million for coming in. Looking forward to seeing you next Saturday night. Thanks very much, Rory. Big adventure on Cork, Shred FM, Armie Gahey and Finn Keating there of Sign Warriors ahead of next Saturday night's at Rumble at the Rockies, which should be an absolutely fantastic occasion. Really looking forward to heading down and uh, watching those fights. All right, uh, running out of time a bit. Uh, just going to hear briefly from uh, Dublin GA manager Desi Farrell. Another defeat for Dublin last night, uh, losing out to Mayo in the Allianz uh, Football League. Uh, this is Desi's reaction uh, to that defeat. Desi, a tough result. Some really good moment to play for Dublin there. How would you have summed it all up? Yeah, d- disappointing result for sure. Um, you know, we'll, we'll obviously look at the tape and, and there'll be huge um, opportunities to learn and to identify areas for us to grow and do better in. Um, but, but as you say, uh, some positive aspects as well, particularly in the first half. Um, so, so, yeah, disappointed with the result and uh, we just got to... We, we got to do what we have to do now and, and, and try and bring the learnings from tonight's performance to the next day and, and, and keep going. And Ross McGarry, I thought, was quite impressive in that first half. He came off early in the, the second half. Did he have a knock or how come he was taken off? Yeah, he, he, seem, he seemed to have um, a bit of muscle tightness there for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just didn't want to take any risk with, with Ross. Yeah, ha- happy with his out and ha- happy with uh, all the younger and newer players that, that got time tonight as well. And um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it, it's, it's a great opportunity for those players, you know, playing against a highly competitive team like Mayo uh, in Crow Park on a night like this, no better place to, to earn your crust and, uh, and that's what those fellas are doing. And for you, it's three losses now, which is tough in the league to take. Um, there's a long season ahead. How do you feel when people say there's a lot of pressure on Desi Farrell at the moment? Yeah, no, we're not looking at the pressure at all. We're, it's about learning and growth for us. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the transition uh, within the team, and uh, uh, we've had 14 new players. And um, you know, some of this is to be expected. Um, you know, we're ultimately we're fierce competitors, and, and we don't like to lose games. And uh, and uh, we'll be doing our best uh, to rectify that. You know, but we need we need to be real about the situation as well and uh, the challenge for us is, is to, to make that transition happen as seamlessly as we can while continue to remain really really competitive as a team and as a as a squad and you know that's that's the objective for the summer and lastly from me you play Kildare next it'll be a must win game yeah yeah they're they're probably almost win games at this stage you know so but you know that's that's where you'll find out a lot about yourself as a group and as a team and uh it's uncharted territory for dublin and a lot of senior players but uh I'm very happy with the attitude everyone has given 100% and at this moment in time that's all I can ask for certainly is on Charter 30 three defeats uh, for the Dubs now in the league uh, losing to Mayo uh, last night as well so Desi Farrell has put the pressure there says he's not feeling it but certainly sounds like he might be under a little bit of pressure after those three defeats uh, we're out of time the winners of our competition Cork City tickets uh, for Friday night at the cross Galway United should be an absolute cracker the question we ask very very simple um, who score the hat-trick against Bray Wanderers on Friday night hundreds of texts in on this 
huge excitement about this game. The winners of the tickets are Vanessa Condon, Gemma Turner, Colin Carey, uh, Liam, uh, Valerie, Malin and Shane Quinn. Congratulations indeed. Um, you have won tickets uh, for the uh, Friday night's game at Turner's Cross. Thank you very much indeed for listening to our show this evening. We're back next Saturday and Sunday from 6 right here on Cork's Red FM. Our podcast will be online if you missed today's show or missed any of last night's show. Get that on redfm.ie or from wherever you download your podcasts from. And follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench and the rest of the social media. Green and Red's up next. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening, folks. Chat soon. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM.